Man, I just love the sound of that drag on that reel. Hopefully, just gets you going every time. Hopefully that's what a lake trout sounds like on the other end of the line. Well, hopefully we find out this weekend. That's right. Welcome to episode number eight of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Matt Deitch, alongside Scott Sermon as always. And like you heard us say right there, we're heading to the Black Hills this weekend. I'm ready. I'm ready I, to go. I think everybody's ready. It's going to be you, myself, Ramsey, and your brother Eric. It's yep. going to be... A good time yep got the cabin booked just I, I don't even know if it's a mile from pactola so perfect if we have to we can walk there yep <laughs> not gonna happen but we could if we had to we could make ramsey walk there yeah uh, we might yeah so I, yeah we're getting ready for this trip here and this week is going pretty long it seems like even oh yeah. though it's kind of going fast too. Yeah, weeks weeks when you have trips on the weekends oh they always go so slow and it's always just something to look forward to when you got that trip, when you're planning for it and everything, that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight is just getting planned for a trip, how we're planning for this Black Hills trip, because it's a place that we've never fished before. None of us have ever. Totally different style of, of fishing. Well, I know, I've, I know, you know, one of our big target species that we're going to be after is lake trout. And I've been talking to some people about it saying, yeah, we're going to be trying for some lake trout this weekend. And right away, they all kind of go to how they've seen them fish them on TV, like up in Canada. Yep, Fort Peck, Montana. Yep, up, totally you know, northern areas. Minnesota. And you know, people have asked, oh, you got the tube jigs, the big tubes all tied up and ready to go. And it's just like, it's really not like that out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for as far as baits, I I know like I'm going to have one rod with a clam leech flutter spoon, leech flutter spoon on it. And then uh, from Cold Snap Outdoors, Craig Euler out there in the Black Hills and Scott Brower, Mackie Plastics, came up with the Craggy and I think it's supposed to kind of mimic a shrimp and yeah, it's about one and a half inches long, I would say, and going to put that on some big jigs, bigger yeah. than what I throw in the river here in the spring <laughs> yeah. on the end of an ice line. Kind of some open water. That's why I had to go into my jig box the other night and take all like all my open water stuff and kind of make a ice fishing makes makeshift uh jig box for that too and even even the line you know i put 15 pound braid with a 10 pound floral leader on that's that's way heavier than what i use for anything in the summertime and oh that, yeah just totally different style of fishing deep water you know yeah. me and eric were looking at uh navionics of pactola and you know 90 foot is is not uncommon there and I've never fished over 30 foot around here ever. I don't think I have either. So hopefully we can kind of get out there and find them there. I think our plan, you know, we're still kind of coming up with our plan, what we're going to do. We're leaving early Friday morning and if we're going to, what, if we're going to go to Pactola right away and kind of do a full send on it and try to get a lake trout right off the bat or. Well, that, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I was thinking Deerfield, Sheridan, you know, try for perch. And then it was like, well, geez, you know, do we want to leave on Sunday and think, man, I wish I would have tried harder for lake trout? If that's what all of our goals is, is for each of us to land a lake trout, I'd hate for one of us or two of us or all of us to not get that chance because we didn't spend enough time on Pactola. And I, I think Deerfield has lake trout too. I don't think that okay. they're as big, but I know Sheridan and Deerfield both have good perch northern out there you know we could kind of we we could probably find fish to eat on pactola too but yeah 
we got we're gonna kind of target some rainbow trout as well it's just kind of fun to be going out somewhere where it is a totally different species that you're targeting than what we're used to around here and just i think one of the things we're all looking forward to is the scenery out there fishing up in the hills like that and you know all the trees around around here it's usually pretty flat or houses around the lake or yep just the smell yeah oh, the pine trees out there just do it for me yeah yeah definitely so you know talking about getting prepared for a trip like what are some things you've been doing scott to get prepared for this trip obviously on this trip like we said uh stringing up different line on different rods i didn't have a medium heavy uh rod so i went and bought a 13 wicked ice combo for that obviously get the vexlars charged up go through the tackle boxes and you know make sure that everything's neat and prepared and you know i i start setting stuff aside a few days before you know this stuff over here that stuff over there make sure i don't forget anything and i like i like to bring more than what i'll ever need you know do you have you caught yourself preparing for this trip almost overpacking definitely definitely and i, I kind of had to catch do. myself like you know we're only going to be out we're only going to be fishing for a day and a half yep so it's just it's like man but then you get in your head like well what if you know well you know i might need this well but i always think of our buddy chris crawl it seems like whenever we would go on trips anywhere all of a sudden there'd be that situation and it's like you know man who's got zip ties or who's got a toe strap or who's got a rope bam chris always had a big rubbermaid container and yeah well there it comes well those things are always smart to pack when you're going on a trip like that definitely just just small odds and ends that i'm just talking like you're fishing stuff oh yeah well it's just like how many rides it's like well man i'd like to have that ride along well are we gonna what are the chances of us fishing this what like packing a rod like okay if we're gonna be targeting perch you know you want kind of a light action rod well if we're gonna be going after bluegills possibly how do i want my ultralight along too well then i'm gonna have a couple rods rigged up for late and then pretty soon you got you're taking up a lot of room in your you know in your rod case so you're like oh well maybe what is a like multi-purpose things can i use like well you know i can use my light rod yeah for bluegills as well as perch when i go over to okaboji i normally bring three or four ultralight rods on a trip like this, I'll probably bring two. I'll bring a medium action rod, and then I'll bring my new medium heavy. And yep. even that medium action rod, I had an extra reel, or I had an extra reel that was just sitting on the shelf. So I'm going to rig that up with some bigger braid. That way, I can have a leech flutter spoon on one and have a craggy on the other, and kind of bounce back and forth without totally ripping off and and oh yeah so you don't have to stop and retie and do all that stuff that's always a good idea is to have a couple rods rigged up with different things so that if you do want to change baits you don't spend all that time cutting line retying doing all that stuff and with different colors and whatnot you just never know what they're going to be after that day one one thing that i did see not to get off subject but when you're fishing that deeper water I was watching a YouTube video yesterday and he said, start by dropping all the way down to the bottom and jig like that for about two minutes. If you don't have any action, reel it up about 10 feet, jig like that for two minutes, 
reel it up another 10 feet jig like that all the way up to the top and then drop it all the way back down because especially those lake trout or, or any of those trout they can be really suspended yeah, up in I've the water column too. and and not be on the bottom like what we're used to fishing yeah yeah they could yeah like you said you could be in 80 foot of water and they could be up at 20 foot or even up to 10 foot six foot even yep so yeah you know and getting into this preparing for the trip i mean you gotta think about like what you're bringing along okay we we got drills that we're bringing along for our augers so you want to pack your chargers yep because you don't want to get out there that first night and run them dead then all of a sudden you're like oh i forgot my charger at home yep and i've so, got i've got dewalt you and eric have got milwaukee. milwaukee yep so i mean that's always important to have those chargers along bring in your vexilar charger along if you plan on cleaning fish the flay knife and if it's an electric knife you know i have the chart rechargeable one of theirs so bring the charger along um your cell phone chargers all of that you know this sometimes those things will get overlooked at yep. at times i'm gonna bring along an extra vexlar just in case yeah one's one not wrong, right? something happens to go wrong i don't think any of us feel like running into rapid and dropping another 300 dollars yep. at at another vexlar so i'll bring another one of those along me and eric had actually talked today running through the scenario what happens if you hook a big fish and it's a ways down there and your line happens to get caught on the ice or something and you lose 80 yards a line yeah it's always good to have maybe an extra spool of line along yep i just just wild scenarios and, and well, wild things can happen and that's the thing about it and you know we talk about bringing a spare auger along it's we're going to have a couple of them along two or three along it's always good to do that when you're going on a trip because you don't want to go all that ways and you get there and something happens. I I was on the other day online, Theo Tolliver from Fish Addictions, they're up in Lake Winnipeg right now, and he posted a picture on there of the inside of a auger head and the gears were just trashed. I saw I that. Mean, I saw that. It went. But like he said, it was just a freak thing that happened. It wasn't like because it was a certain brand or anything like that. They had a spare, which you always are going to do. I mean, you're going that far, and if you don't have a spare, you got to be prepared. Yep, yep. And and that's we're lucky with four of us. We've all got some extra gear. Yeah. If if something goes wrong between the four of us, we can put something together. And I think one thing too is when you're preparing for a trip like this, it's always good. We were just talking a little bit ago about what the forecast is going to be out there. Always kind of trying to look ahead to see what the forecast might be. I mean, the Obviously, we can tell that they can't always get the forecast right the yeah. last couple of days here. But it's good to look out there and see, okay, as far as preparing for clothes, you know, if it's going to be cold, like how cold it's going to be. Are you going to be able to run and gun? Are you going to have to kind of set up camp and yep. set up the houses? One with a mountain climate like they have, snow can come in bunches fast yeah, it can it could say well there's a chance for snow and yeah like you said i mean heck we were out there last summer what was it june we were four-wheeling and we were camping and it yeah. got down to like 42 degrees that yeah. night <laughs> tent tent camping up up kind of by deerfield lake and yeah it started raining 40 degrees none of us were prepared for that i think we all had every piece of clothing on that we could and we were 
luckily was it Dan that brought some extra blankets along? I, somebody brought some extra blankets, and well, I, we I had a sleeping bag that was supposed to be good. They said down to 20 or something like that. I can tell you, it was not. <laughs> no, I think we all kind of cocooned into our sleeping bags. and That was that was bad. I think Eric slept in the ATV trailer. Yep, yep. So, yeah, you, I mean, you got to be prepared when you're going up in the climates like that. Another thing I like to maybe bring along at times is a boot dryer. Definitely, definitely. You, know, you never know when y- your feet get wet just from sweating inside your boots. Yep. And then... When, if there's a lot of slush and whatnot on top of the ice, that that can be bad too. Yeah. So, I mean, preparing for this, that's kind of like the things we've been going. Obviously, we've been in contact with each other about who's bringing, like, as far as food goes. Like, oh, yeah, I can grab this. I'll grab this. I'm bringing this along. I got the shore lunch. You got the shore lunch. That in just case, means we have to provide the fish. Yep. In case we happen to get skunked, I know Eric is going to bring along some pork chops. <laughs> there's always that chance. That's right. And there's always like restaurants and stuff like that. Definitely. That definitely. If I we think, need to go in and have a steak or anything like that. Yeah, put it on Ramsey's tab and yeah, get out of there. Him and his rubber credit card, that thing will bounce. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, you know, getting prepared. You know, I think that we're all pretty excited about this. It's kind of cool. I was thinking about this today. Most people around here, when they're preparing for an ice fishing trip, they're heading north. You know, we're preparing to head west. Yep, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's, I, you know, it just kind of dawned on me. You know, all these guys, are, oh, we're heading up to Red Lake, Lake the Woods, you know, up to North Dakota to Devil's Lake, maybe to northeastern South Dakota or up to Lake Winnipeg, up, you know, into Canada. You don't hear many guys saying, yeah, we're getting prepared to go out to the Black Hills and go fishing. Right. When I think the Black Hills is just really an overlooked fishery. Not that I've ever fished it, so I don't truly know. But when we were at the Ice Institute early this, earlier this year, we went to that seminar that Craig Euler put on, and he was talking about how on a busy day out on Pactola, you maybe see 10 other shacks. Yeah, that was crazy for it's us. Just mind-blowing, you know, after you go to Miller's Bay or up on Lake Ponset and see the big pack of people up there, just 10 other shacks on a whole entire lake. If, if that was Okaboji, we'd be like, well, this this place yeah. is dead. Yeah, there ain't nothing biting here today. Nope. So, yeah, that's kind of a, kind of a n- neat thing to look forward to. Got, uh, let's see, what else? were we talking about out there oh we're talking as far as weather goes different ice conditions yep again you're heading up north you're talking about getting extensions for the augers this time of year you know pactola really didn't freeze over up until a couple weeks ago if if there's a lot of snow pactola might be it might be iffy to go out no, there. We might yep. be able to fish it. Yep. We might have to head to Deerfield or head to Sheridan and do something different. Maybe head up into Custer State Park and fish Stockade or Center or something like that. But, yeah, there, there's an outside chance that with enough snow, Pactola yeah, will be a no-go. You're talking early ice conditions. So, you're, there again, you're talking about, you know, ice picks, Definitely. spud bar, Definitely. things like that. I know Eric just bought a set of ice picks. I was planning on getting some sort of rope you know, just yep. in case to bring along the safety equipment that we would use here late, late December is the same stuff that we're going to be using out there now at the beginning or end of January, beginning of February. And that's why it's so important to like 
you know, stop in at the local bait shops out there, talk to guys that you know from out there and find out what the current ice conditions are. Because again, you know, no ice is ever safe. Nope. And Especially out there. It, yeah. It kind of freaks me out thinking about sitting on potentially four inches of ice knowing that it's 90 foot deep there <laughs> you drop into the bottom of that no one's gonna find you for a while yeah usually we don't on okaboji we never fit, go out to that 90 foot of water i've so. never been there and <laughs> just across it in the boat yep so you know what are some other things that like your goals for this trip you know we kind of set goals for trips sometimes you obviously said you know catching a lake trout yeah I definitely catching a lake trout would be the absolute, but really, truly, if we, if we each caught a couple of rainbows, took, took some nice pictures with some rainbows, I've never caught a trout, especially through the ice. Yeah. I just think that would be, be cool. You know, at the end of the day, we could probably go out there and not catch a dang fish, but just the fact that we're in the Black Hills, we're out there you know suppers are going to be fun you know yep. at night after the after the fishing four of us guys all joking around it, it's going to be fun what yeah, are yours just you know getting on those adventures and we've talked about that many times before about it's all about the adventure the fish are the bonus and i think when you when you're going out there i mean yeah you want to catch fish yep i mean don't get me wrong if we were driving up to canada up to like one of those lakes going after big trophy walleyes and you really didn't catch one, you're a little disappointed coming back. I mean, definitely, definitely. That's, I mean, just, just being honest, going out there, being the first time we've ever fished lake trout, hopefully the learning curve isn't too bad and we can figure it out in a hurry. Right. I, I won't come back super disappointed if we didn't catch a lake trout. I would probably think, well, you know, next time. If we didn't catch a fish, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. I'd like to at least catch a trout. And I, th I think the only way I'd be disappointed in this trip is if Ramsey caught a lake trout and none of us did. I flat out, I sent out that text message today. If Ramsey catches the biggest fish, we'll leave him in rapid. Yep. So he might need that's a ride a back. That's might a need promise. a ride back. Anybody that's watching this right now on Sunday, this Sunday, what is that, the 27th? Yeah, 27th. Dusty Ramsey might need an Uber ride back over this way. I'm not going to put out an advertisement to give him a ride back. He, he's stuck there. He can, <laughs> he can do it from there. He's, he might as well enroll at Black Hill State. Yeah. <laughs> we like say him. that because he's sitting over here behind the camera. We should have him come back over here and yeah. say hi, maybe get a few words from him. Getting all that stank on my couch. Maybe should Ramsey, come here. This is the infamous Dusty Ramsey that everybody's always hearing about. Take a that seat we here. Like Take to, a seat here. You go with Matt. That we like to razz sometimes. We figured we better get him on here. And since he's going on this trip with us, we're going to ask him a little question. Dusty, what are some of your goals for this trip here? Um, well, Matt, some of my goals, um, I've talked to you guys before. The biggest thing is going and fishing in a new place. For me, you know, this is my second year ever ice fishing, so... Going to a place where not only am I the one with the learning curve, but all of us guys and all of us guys learning together would probably be the biggest thing for me. Um, the second biggest thing would probably be catching a trout in general. Um, one year I went down to Arkansas and caught some rainbows in a stocked river 
But uh, I think going, catching something like that through the ice with some of you guys would be probably my second biggest goal going down there. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. I mean, I hope you are. I think this is our second trip, like long trip that we went. We went to Ponset last year and everything like that. Yep. You got excited. Hopefully some of us are screaming like you did when you caught that first jumbo oh, last man. year. <laughs> believe me, if we one of us hooks into catches a big lake trout, they're going to hear it out there in the Black Hills. Oh, yeah. People are going to be wondering what that noise is. I know coming from me, I, there, there's not going to be a lot of people out there, so you might hear some hollering from me if that happens. <laughs> now, if we use live bait, what type of minnows do you want to use? <laughs> For people that don't know, we were sending out a group text message like you always do. And today, you know, everybody's getting prepared for the trip. And we were talking about setting up some tip-ups for northerns when we're out there. And we were just kind of like, well, is there any special regulations on any of the lakes out there as far as bait? Because some of the places you go to, that's another th good thing. Check the local regulations out there when you go on a trip. You don't want to get up there. And all of a sudden, you look at what their regulations are, and it's illegal to do what you planned on doing. Right. You know, some places don't allow live minnows in the lakes. So we were all texting, and we're just like, well, you know, what, what are we going to use for bait on those tip-ups? And I said, well, you know, maybe we can use some frozen sucker or frozen trubs and stuff like that. And Dusty replied back with, what kind of bread? <laughs> and we were like what <laughs> and i said i don't know what is wheat illegal in the black hills the black hills turn gluten-free or what so just had to razz them a little bit about that yeah i i i catch a lot of crap from these guys but it's all in good fun i give it back to them and uh you know they they make sure i i know when i when i mess up they make sure i know when uh i'm doing something right and it's all just all 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 a good time. All good fun. All right, Ramsey. There was your introduction to the world. Peace. Now we're gonna get all kinds of fans, likes on our Facebook page, on our website, themidwestangler.com. Now we're gonna be people even more people listening on SoundCloud and iTunes, following our Instagram page with all the pictures. You've seen this picture on Instagram. Now you've seen him live in video. And yes, ladies, he is single. single it's easy to believe. It's easy to believe now, to isn't mingle. it? <laughs> nope. So we're looking forward to it. I know Friday morning, 5 o'clock, I'm sure all of us have been, up, have been up for an hour already just anticipating going. We'll probably get everything loaded up on Thursday night, so all we have to do is get up. We'll brush our teeth in the morning. Who knows if Ramsey will? Probably not. And then we'll get going. No. No. Uh, did you come up with a question? Yeah. Yeah, we kind of, we, one of our first episodes, we did kind of a hidden question from each other. We didn't, we were going to ask each other a question. Neither of us knows what the question is. This will be the first time we hear it. I guess I'll go first. I think last time you went first. So right. I'm ready. This time I think I'm going to go first. It's not too bad. It's a pretty easy one. I think when you think about it, something will come to your mind right away. So what when it comes down to fishing, ice fishing, open water fishing, just fishing in general, what is your number one pet peeve of you know seeing people out there doing things? I'll give you a, 
a little bit to think about that here. It's kind of just, you know, right off the top of our head. I got one. Kind of like, do, 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 do. <laughs> I would say the people that leave trash. Trash, yes. On the ice. And, and open water, too. But obviously, you don't see that as much. But there is nothing that pisses me off more than when you're walking out there and you see where somebody was the day before or a couple days before and there's cigarette butts everywhere and you know just tons of plastic wrappers on the ice <laughs> yeah. that got froze down and whatnot and i get it it happens you know you, you put something on the ice and it's got a plastic wrapper on it you go to pick it up and and half of it you know sticks to the ice turn your heater over there and and melt it for just a little while like it, it's not that tough guys and this is you know the future of that fishery is in our hands you're leaving propane bottles I, and, that's the thing i don't understand is like you go out there and people like they'll leave those one pound cylinders just lay out there on ice or a bunch of pop i mean the things that you see that people leave behind it's just like where in your right mind do you think that Oh, I'm just going to leave that. It's got to be people at night. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Somebody stays for the evening bite. It gets dark. They either do it. Maybe sometimes on accident, you pack up your stuff and look around. You don't see it. You forget that you left that bottle of pop or whatever. It happens. Mistakes happen. I'm not mad about a mistake, whatever. But like the one-pound cylinders, the cigarette butts, whatever... I just can't believe that somebody consciously got up from their spot, started walking, knowing that there's other people around. You know, like when you see that stuff on Miller's Bay, yeah. you know if they walked off on a Saturday, somebody else saw that and like, yeah. hey, dude, hey, you know, the, what's you know, going what on here? Your trash? Or you're forgetting something. Yeah. You know, usually you give them the benefit of doubt and you'd be like, oh, hey, you know, you forgot something laying there. And then they kind of feel ashamed of it and then they you kind of shame them into going back and picking it up. I mean... We're all sportsmen here. I mean, they should what, feel ashamed. Exactly. What, as a sportsman, thinks that you need to do that? I mean, we're all here to protect the resource to make it better, and then you're just going to leave your trash lay around like that. Well, and especially if you're a homeowner on the lake, and and you've got pop bottles washing up on your on your front rocks and whatnot, that makes all of us look yeah, bad. Exactly you, right. You know, not just to the homeowners, but people that don't fish people that enjoy the lake just by boating whatever it it doesn't look good for any of us and and to go along with the trash i seen some pictures on on facebook people leaving fish out there yeah just all of a, if you're not going to keep them release them right away if you don't want to bring them home and clean them release them if anything if you're going to keep that fish then keep it take it with you ask ask around <laughs> you know if, if if you kill a fish because it the jig got too deep in the throat or whatever and and you hadn't planned on cleaning some fish ask around there's exactly. a lot of people that want fresh fish fillets yeah and, somebody's like yeah i'll take it i yeah. mean obviously if that person rather than just see you leave it or bring it home and throw it in the trash yep that that would be my pet peeve that really gets me revved up well it does and it should for all of us i mean the way i look at it I've had a few times before where I've seen people do that, and it's like, hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you pick that up? Yep. And they kind of like, Ooh, it's like, okay, well, here's the scenario: you have your own house at your house, you know, you own a home. I come over to your house, and I'm walking by, and I throw a bunch of bottles and a propane tank out on your front yard. 
Yeah. Is, 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 are you going to be gonna fly? I, and then you come out and be like, hey, what? Is it? Oh, what? Yep. It's no big deal. Yep. So pick up your trash, people. Yep. How about you? You got a pet peeve? My pet peeve, besides, you know, trash is definitely the big one. Another one of my pet peeves are, how do I want to say this? Like big timers. Oh, yeah. Like you're too, like, Oh, you know, look how many fish I catch. I'm the best fisherman in the world, and I'm not going to ever, like, share information or help a person out. What What is – I don't want to talk bad about fishermen and, and people that hunt because it's both of us. But what is it in the hunting and fishing community that that makes it a big dick contest for, for everyone? Oh, I know. Like, I mean, you walk through the aisles of Shields or, or any bait shop, and I just feel like everyone's sizing you up. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Sometimes it's the people that are working there. Sometimes it's other customers. It's I think we've know, all had that feeling. Like, you know, I'm not worthy of walking down the aisles of, of this bait shop because I don't, I don't have all. Or even at like a landing. When you go oh, to yeah. a landing and, you know. There's, I love talking to people at the landing. Definitely. I enjoy it. Some of the coolest people I've ever met, you know, some old guys at the landing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, They'll talk. Know. You don't have to give them everything, but don't be like, if somebody comes up, see, I guess what I'm getting is like when somebody comes up and like asks you a question or how was the fishing and stuff like that. And it's just like the, the people that are always like, well, why don't you get out there and find out for yourself? Is that what the problem is? Is it the secretness of it? Like, oh, I think it is. I think a lot of people feel like if I tell you how I did, now you're going to tell 20 other people and pretty soon everybody's going to be fishing here and all oh, my spots ruined. Well, actually, you know what? It's not your spot because these are public lakes. Right. And, and that's just the way it goes. The, the bite's going to get out whether you tell people or not. Because somebody's going to go over there, Definitely. catch it, and tell somebody else. And, yep. you know, we talked about last week as far as social media goes. And then, you know, you get, you get on social media and people start talking about it as well. Yep. So I guess that would probably be one of my big pet peeves besides the, the trash yep. part of it. Talk to the people at the landing. Even if they, if the questions are annoying, just still try to be kind to them. Be right. good to one another. Because right. yep. we're all there because we love fishing. Yep. Now, my question for you would be, if you could change one fishing regulation as far as limits and slots and whatnot, and obviously we'd have to keep that this probably something down here in Iowa, what would you change? In Iowa? Well, I'm, I mean, I guess if... Mine would be easy. Mine's easy. Which regulation would I like to see change? I'd like to see the Minnesota walleye limit go from six down to four. And then, as tough it is, as it is, extend the season. Okay. I think, you know, Minnesota, they run from like the second weekend of May is opener. And then you can kind of, and then up till February 28th. And then it closes down. Now, I understand why it closes down is because they want to protect those spawning fish, you know, early in the spring. You know, I'm saying you know a lot again, but South Dakota is open year-round. Most of the lakes in Iowa are open year-round. There is no season on walleyes. Now, some lakes have 
slot limits. Some lakes have a season. The Iowa Great Lakes over here, they close down Yep. and open back up in May. I'm not sure if that isn't just more of a tourist deal. Well, and but that's part of the that's part of the glamour too with as far as the Minnesota walleye season goes is the fact that, you know, it's walleye opener. It's a huge deal. You got you got the governor's walleye opener. They always go to a different spot every year and it brings in big revenue for those towns. I get that. You know, I get the season. I would like to see them reduce like the number from six down to four. No, that's that's a good call. I don't I fish think, Minnesota enough to. I, I didn't even know what the limit on walleye was. I think down here in Iowa, the thing I'd like to see changed. Sometimes I'd like to see the slot limit for walleyes on the Iowa Great Lakes change from, you know, ins- instead of seventeen to twenty-two, change it to eighteen or nineteen to twenty-three, twenty-four. Yep. Most people, if they catch one over 24 inches, they're going to release it. I still think a good eating fish is anywhere, walleye is anywhere from that 15-inch range up to 18, 19-inch range. Usually my rule of thumb is I never keep anything over 20 inches. Yep. And I think there's a lot of people that are like that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with keeping, you know, as long as you're doing it within the regulations yeah, within the legal regulations i yep. can't i'm not going to sit there and say oh well you're no that's 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 the regulations that's you got every right to do that yep so i those would probably be my big things that i would like to see changed yep that's that's good i also i guess i could keep going with this stuff i think it would be cool i know like when you get to be like 65 years old I think you can get a different, you don't have to pay for as much for a license. Yep, yep. Which I think is good. Sometimes it'd be cool if they would like reduce it down a little bit. I think one, I want to say my grandpa, when he turned 85, he went to get a fishing license and they're just like, no, you don't need to get one anymore. Really? Because you're over the age of like 85 or something like that. So it's like a really reduced license or you don't have, they don't, Hmm. and grandpa's like, oh. I'm glad it took until I was 85 years old. Congratulations for making it this far. Free fishing for you. <laughs> Free fishing for life. If you turn 85, because it might be, it might be 15 more years, or it might be 15 more minutes. Who knows? So I don't know if that's like. I mean, if that's true, it's like can't you reduce that down to like 70 or something like that? Ooh. so stay fishing when you turn 85 you might be able to get a free fishing license oh that was that was good stuff right there (laughs) he's pretty pumped about it though no you know what i would do and and i'm not a i'm not a biologist so maybe maybe this is wrong but i would here in Iowa, our bluegill limit is 25. I would like to see it where you can keep 25 fish, but only five of them, for say, can be over nine inches. That's a good one. I I would just, I would really like to see that, you know, really get those bigger fish, you, keep those bigger fish in the water and 
and then I think all the other fish in turn would would get bigger. From yeah. what I understand, from what I understand, bluegills can either focus their energy into breeding or focus their energy into growing. And when there aren't any bigger fish, they focus all their energy into breeding and can kind of stunt the growth. Yeah, if I was bluegill, that's what I'd do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us would would argue with that one if I was a bluegill and it is between growing and breeding. Yeah, I'm choosing breeding all day long. You are on one now. Oh, man. We got that ball rolling. Yep. You got any other good jokes to tell, or are you done for the night? <laughs> you know, I might. It's been a long day. We got got trip to prepare for. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was. We're looking forward to it. So hopefully, next time we talk to you guys, we'll be able to talk to you about some big lake trout that we caught. Hopefully, some rainbows. Yeah. Keep keep up uh, on our Facebook page. I think. I'll try to post some pictures, post some videos or whatnot, maybe while we're out there. If there's service where we're at, maybe try to do a Facebook Live if we're on a good bite. Yeah. Try to do something a little bit different, but we'll keep you updated if we're if we're catching fish. And, and keep checking out that website, the Midwest Angler Podcast, or themidwestangler.com. The themidwestangler.com. Scott's got a couple great articles on there that he's wrote so far. Very informative. One was, was the first one was the social media, the and social fishing. media and fishing, and the second one was ice fishing on a budget, getting into ice fishing for under five hundred dollars. I was really hoping that my wife didn't read that. Said yeah, she wasn't. Well, you like, need to well, spend all this money. Yeah. What, what are you doing? You only need five hundred dollars. That's what you're preaching to everybody else. Well, you this know, is that's kind of different. This is yeah. just getting yeah, this into is just it. Introduction. If, you just wanna, if you just want to test the waters. Yep. Not no. get into it. Yep. No, I, yeah. I, and that's what it was, you know, just getting into it, being able to go out by yourself, solo, you know, shacks, augers, poles, electronics that, you know, it, it's pretty simple. You know, I, I hate to say that all I said was by used, by used, by used, but I, I really think it's intimidating when you walk through a shields or walk through a bait shop and you see an FLX 28 you know, for six, $700 and you're like, what in the world do I need that? Well, and now too, not only that, with all the boat shows starting now, you walk into a boat show like, oh, I want to get into fishing. And you walk in there and you see seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 price tag on a boat. Yeah. And you're no just like, uh, no. Mm, is this what <laughs> just it costs? buy another house. So there's nothing wrong with finding quality used stuff. And a lot of times you get really good used things because... People are looking to upgrade. You know, yep. got into it for a few years. I, this is something I really want to pursue. This, you know, sonar offers more features than the one I have now. So I'm going to trade this or I'm going to sell this one, get some money out of it. So, yep. My, my cost for a new one and an upgraded version is less. Yep. So, yeah. So keep checking out the website. Check Social out media and Facebook, Instagram. Like it, share it. Do like whatever you want to do. Drop it like it's hot. Yep. See All you next week. Stuff. Be safe.